Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Hey, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am joined today by a very talented and wonderful performer. She's been on Broadway. She's been on the Las Vegas stage. She is also the owner of Best Day Ever Events Company, as well as co-owner of Let's Flamingo Balloons. Uh, she's a mom, super mom. I mean, this girl's on fire! <laughs> she does everything that she does. She's coming into us today from New York City. This is Paula DeLuise. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's so good to see you. You too. It's Thanks been a minute. You. Yeah. It's been a few minutes. <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome. Vir- I mean, you're coming to us virtually today because you're in New York, uh, but welcome to the Hey Girl penthouse. <laughs> I wish you could be here in person. I know. It's beautiful in here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, let's just dive right in. Um, you know, I kind of want to get started. I, I, I obviously I know you grew up in Long Island um, and started your career, you know, your prof- professional performing career as a dancer. Um, what was the first show, professional show you ever did? Okay, first professional show was for Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. Oh. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. She started out on cruise ships, honey. Um, and we did two production shows, one called In the Heat of the Night, and the other was called The Rock on Broadway. Okay. Uh, In the Heat of the Night was as 80s as you could get. It but sounds like, like it would be. We had such a blast performing that <laughs> show. Oh my goodness. The costumes were um, just feathers galore. And the music was totally 80s. But like I said, we had... Who so choreographed much. that one? Uh, Mark Dow and... Okay. Sherry Zunker. Sherry Zunker. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, I did. Well, it's so funny. So I did. I also did one contract on a cruise ship with Royal. With Royal. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the shows I did, which I think might be even a little bit more 80s than that, was um, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> I did that show too. Yes. And that was. But again, we had so much fun did, with Wait, that. did you do Rhythm Nation as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Girl. Oh my God. That, that, that opening number with the, like we were all animals and, animals. Then, and then it went yes. into the Gloria Stefan song. Yes. Rhythm is going to get you. Yes. yes. Oh my God. It was so yes. funny. Oh my goodness. So and funny. In that, in that opening number, we did it on the legend of the seas. That's we the one. Well, yeah, that's the ship I did. So we just did it obviously at different times. Yeah. And um, we were in Australia. Okay. And, we were going through the Tasman Sea, which were the roughest waters that you could go through. I mean, they had barf bags like all over the ship. Just oh wow! So seasick. Well, that well, because that number, ship too is uh, one of the smaller ships, and so sometimes right. when the you know we are in rough seas, it it's amplified because that the entire ship itself is not that big. 
Right. And they put the theater right in the front of the right in the front where you feel the most motion. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if you remember in that opening number, but there were huge jumps and we totally try to take off. And either at one point the ship was coming to meet you or it wasn't there. Or it wasn't there when you came down. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so scary. Did you get, I mean, was anyone injured in your cast? Luckily we, we had a couple minor, nothing major, but you know, it was, it could have been bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's the whole thing with dancing on cruise ships. Right. So, and and you get used to it. You get your sea legs as they say. Um, But uh, it's it's just something I always think back and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, I don't know about you, but I've cruised as a guest, you know, within the last few years. And it's such a different experience cruising as a guest, obviously, than being on as an employee or a crew member. Um, and obviously, as dancers and performers on the cruise ship, we do get certain privileges, which are very nice. Uh, but being a guest guest is such a world of a difference. But being back on a ship, you you go back to all those things that you're like, oh my god, I remember this, or I remember it when bring, the it's some nostalgic out. memories, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's so funny that you bring that up. I mean, honestly, I I in theory, I guess I should say in theory, you know what you what you mean, but I haven't experienced it because I actually have never cruised as a guest, and I keep meaning to. Obviously, right now wouldn't be the ideal time, but <laughs> with with COVID, but, um. But, you know, when I did the ship, for me personally, I had um, I had an interesting experience. It, and I only ended up doing one contract because of that. Um, I just, I got really, uh, I just wasn't crazy about the cruise ship lifestyle, personally. Um, I don't knock it because I know a lot of people um, really thrive in that environment and actually really enjoy it. It just personally wasn't for me. So when I finished my contract, and I actually, of course, still was part of the company, and Royal Caribbean was always a lovely company to work for, and they have a beautiful, they have beautiful productions, they have, you know, a great in-house production company, as you know, and they bring on amazing choreographers like Harrison McEldowney and Sherry Zunker and like all of the, you know, they do the whole thing. They do it right. So no shade, no shade at all. I was just not, I was just ready to get off. I wanted, I needed to be on land, you know? And so when I was done, when I think ideally when you would have like a break in between contracts and you can go, you're eligible to go cruise at like that very huge discounted rate. I was just so uninterested. I was like, I, I just need to be on land. You wanted to be after just getting off of a ship. Totally get that. Yeah. Definitely. And, and like you said, cruising, or, you know, working on a cruise ship is not for everyone. It does. I mean, you have to be okay with not having very much privacy. You're right. sharing. Most of the time you're sharing a cabin with someone and you don't. Get and they're small. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, and, it's, it's living with the people you work <laughs> with. And it's like, I mean, that alone is a big enough challenge. I mean, how many, t- there are people that, you know, I know the only reason we get along is because I only have to see them a couple of hours a day. So like, imagine if you had to live with them. It's true. But I have to say I did it for seven years on wow. only for Royal Caribbean. Yeah. But it's a great company. So yes. What a great company they are to work for. Their shows are top notch. And I know it, there's like been a stigma with working on cruise ships. People say, oh, the shows aren't great quality. Well, maybe on some cruise lines, but definitely not Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean's shows were definitely top notch, state of the art theaters. You know, choreography is yep. tough 
not easy to do and then not easy to do on a moving ship. Right. And I have met people from all over the world that now I have lifelong friendships with that now if I want to go to Australia, I mean, obviously not right at this point in time, <laughs> right? but if, if I did want to go to Australia, I have friends there. You know, I want to go to Italy. I have friends. There. I, now I have friends all over the world and it's, it, it shaped who I am today and being able to go to these different countries. I was so fortunate with the itineraries I was able to do that going to these other countries and being immersed in different cultures or even just working on the ship when you have, you know, hundreds of different nationalities working together, which why can't our world, if our world could get along the way people on cruise ships do with all the different nationalities that that come on this one vessel, it would be amazing. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> but, but No, I, agree. I, I do understand what you mean. And I agree for sure. But it definitely, it, it was such a wonderful experience for me that obviously I did it for so long and I got to travel. You get to save money if, if you don't spend too much while you're off the ship, <laughs> bring your paychecks away. Um, but it is, it's a wonderful opportunity, especially for newer performers. When things do get back up and running, it's such a great way to start your career or end your career or just just do that. It's sure. totally fine because like I said, you get to travel, you get to do what you love. You get to make money, save money and make friends with people all over the world. And then if, if you're fortunate enough, your family can come visit you, your friends can come visit you and, and kind of see what it's all about. And like I said, I did it for seven years and I don't regret it. I would never, I wouldn't do anything differently. It, it was the perfect way. I was 19 when I went to my first audition, I booked it. And that was my first job. I left on my first cruise ship at age 19 and did it all the way until I was about like 26. I love it. I love yeah. it. No, I do. And I, I agree. And like I said, I, you know, when people have asked me about it, I've, I've said very similar to what you just said, I, but I just have disclaimed it with personally, it wasn't for me, but I would never discourage somebody from trying it, you know, because of all the benefits that you just listed. And yeah, it is true. You can, you can save money, but it's easy to not save money too. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Italy and Spain, I was getting, oh in Turkey, I was getting custom leather pants. Made. Right, 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 right. Possible, I could spend some money, but I put myself on a budget and- sure. <laughs> Now, if you're smart about it, there there are ways to. Say there that. are ways, and you're and like you said, it is true. You know, <clears throat> Royal Caribbean is does, definitely does have top notch productions, and they've you know uh, continued to do that. So, so we love them. Um, I just remember too. I think for me, you know, honestly, it's and I don't regret doing it. You know, I think for me, I think it was just I was at a, a unique part of my personal journey where, you know, as you mentioned, it's a great thing. I think it's a really ideal time to do it when you're in just out of high school or just out of college and you're just starting your professional career. It's kind of a good fit for that person in that time of their life. And I was offered the job around that time. And I kept turning it down because I kept getting other things that I thought that at the time were more important to me. Like I was doing more concert dance. I didn't didn't really want to go on the ship every time they call me. I Because I, I went to the audition just to see what would happen. And then, of course, I'm very grateful to say that they, they wanted to hire me. But then they kept calling and I, I kept saying no. And I kept thinking that they were going to stop calling. But then they, they, they finally they did call at one point when I actually really was available. And I was like... 
I just finished a, um, a contract with a dance company in Chicago and I was like, okay, let's do it. And it happened to be the legend. But I think at that point I was just still, I was a cup, I was like 23. So I was, I was in that phase where I was just, just a little bit older than everyone else. And I just, I, I missed my freedom. I remember feeling because there was so many, like you said, it's you're in the confined living spaces and you're kind of living with who you work with. And, and um, we had a lot of C days on my itinerary. Um, but um, I just remember thinking, feeling that I was like, I was like 23 and I wanted to go out to the, to the nightclubs every night, you know, <laughs> but we couldn't, yeah, I just remember feeling. Yeah. I mean, yes, there, there are quite a few rules that you have to follow. Uh, you know, that's with every job, but totally. it is, it is hard because that's where you live and you work and you always have to be on your best behavior. You have to wear your name tag. There's certain dress code you have to follow. And then on top of your job as a performer, you also have your ship job, whether it be a muster station leader. So you, you, you have to know, you go through all of these rigorous trainings right when you get on board, right when you're teching through all the shows. So you just feel like the days are never ending. I right. mean, you're jumping into a life raft in the pool and then they're flipping it over and you have to write it back up totally, and climb back into it. And then you know, a half hour later after you go have lunch, then you're back on stage and you have to do a full run of right. the show that we're going to be opening up that night. That so, night, exactly. I mean, it's yes, it's definitely, it can be stressful and you are away from your family and sometimes some different itineraries, you only get that one day to talk to them. Right. I mean, an internet on the ship now is great, but when I first started back in oh, yeah, no. Fine. Um, you know, I'm teaching myself here, but you know, the internet wasn't on the ship. So no, totally. Yeah. I remember like you had to like, what was the, there was email was that little thing Oh yeah. opened up and you, you typed your email messages while you were sitting in your cabin or on the sun deck. And then when you got to port, you got a phone card and you yep. went to that pay phone and you had to flip the little thing up on the back and you put it up to the receiver of the phone. You pressed a button. It had four little lights. And when the four little lights went through, then you knew your messages are sent. And then when they came back the other way, you knew that you received your email and <laughs> you would lose that connection and you would have to start all start over all over or even okay. like trying to get a line out on like just a telephone on the ship with oh, yeah forget it forget it yeah <laughs> out to see and that was it but on the flip side i've seen some of the most amazing sunsets and oh sunrise. totally and I mean, we had some of the most fun back deck parties and cabin parties for my 21st birthday on the ship. We did an around the world party. Oh, so nice. All the cast cabins are, you know, yeah, they're in the same hallway. Yeah. And so everybody's cabin was a different country. And so they had a different drink that they were serving. And everyone I love that group cabin to cabin, choosing their drink of choice and whatever country they wanted to hang out in. And it was just so much fun. That sounds so cute. What a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I, the things we came up with the costumes we used to costume parties. Uh, yeah. All of, it was just so much fun. But on the flip side, you know, you're missing some holidays with your family sometimes. And so it, it's, uh, there's always a give and take, right? Sure, sure. So, but like I said, I did it for seven years on and off, like not just back to back to back to back. I had time off in between here and there, but, um, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. I still, it's so great. You know, I, 
I have to give you this compliment because you 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 know we're we're talking about amount of years and how long ago certain things were, and I'm sorry, you still look like you're 23 or 24 years old, four years old to me. So I mean, you I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. Like whatever you're doing is working. You know what I say? I think it's dancing is what keeps you young. I I think so too, and it's totally true. So I need to start dancing again so I can look better. <laughs> I start dancing again too. I think we all do, but um. Yeah, I turned 40 this year. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I love it. It it is what it is, right? You got to embrace it. And And I think now fast forwarding, the last show that I was fortunate enough to work on was called Halftime. It was originally called Gotta Dance, and then they renamed it, and, and it's called Halftime. Okay. And it was about exactly that. Um, the majority of the cast was over the age of 65. They were all Broadway legends in their own right. Um, I mean, I can rattle off names and you would be like, holy cow, holy cow. I mean, Donna McKechnie, I'll just say that. Oh my God, I love it. from Broadway. So these are the people I had the privilege and honor to work with. Mind you, I was the dance captain. So here I am. I haven't done a an official Broadway show yet. And here's people who have a list of them and I'm giving them notes. Could oh you my gosh. how intimidating that is? However, they were all so respectful and they took the note and they applied it as best as they could. And sure. that's what I could ask for. But it was so intimidating knocking on Donna McKechnie's door saying, hey, Donna. How <laughs> You're like, you know, you were a half account late on that last. No. <laughs> Imagine Lilius White, Andre De Shields, Georgia oh, honey. going into the I mean Nancy Ticotin and and Lori Tanchin, all these people that I'm going into their rooms and like, hey, so you know, you were just you were either a half count leader or you know, you did the wrong arm or but again, they were all so sweet to work with, it made it so much easier. Oh, I'm sure that was so it's probably such a rewarding experience too. It was humbling and rewarding. And I mean, I could go on and on with how amazing the experience was. But the point is, is that the show was about these 65 plus year olds that auditioned to be on a basketball hip hop dance team, but they didn't know that it was hip hop at first. They show up to the audition (laughs) and they learn step, touch, step, touch, step, touch, and they made a cut. And then all these people got called back and then they found out they had to learn hip hop and they were like, what? That's not our music. We don't know that, you know? And, the girls that were the dance team that were the coaches teaching them the choreography, you know, it was a struggle for them. And in, in a sense, that was me in real life trying to teach these senior citizens hip hop in real life. But it was also what the show is. I love it. And, And it was about the younger and older generation coming together, teaching each other about the music and the choreography and also what it was like growing up back then relationships just everything but the moral of the story is you can either and i get emotional talking about i love it no go ahead go get get emotional girl go for it it's so true and turning 40 this year that you could either choose to continue to live your life and dance or you could sit on the sideline yeah i love it and so I, I just, that show just meant so much to me and, and it still does. And I hope that one day everyone gets the opportunity to see this show because it's so special and everybody, a part of it was just so special. And that's what made it the show that it is or was, but um, yeah, it's, it was such a, 
an amazing. I love that. That's so touching. I love it. No, I mean, obviously, and obviously I can see your passion. I mean, I, I know you personally, so I know you're passionate uh, about your work. Um, but even in that story, I, I just love it. I love how how connected it's everybody who was working on that show seemed to be, you know, and it, it was a great team of people on that show as well. Oh. I, I, I really do uh, join you in hoping that that um, when we're through whatever this is that we're going through right now with this pandemic and wherever we are at this moment, um, when this is over, I hope that we can revisit that show for sure. Yeah. I, I pray, I pray, I hope, but you know, whatever will be will be right so listen okay so let's back up just a little bit because i want to talk about your first show in las vegas because that's when we where we met um so um show in the sky at the rio tell me tell me no wait did you you actually moved here for that show or were you here and and then got the job no 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 so I, after my stint on cruise ships, I moved to Florida for two years and I taught dance at a private school. I was a middle school and high school teacher, like how to give grades way different than teaching dance in a dance studio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. And not sure if she remembers, but Ariana Grande was one of my students. Oh my God. I love that. I didn't know that. When she was, I think it was either sixth or seventh grade. It was before she did the musical 13 and, and Nickelodeon. But anyway, was she was she good? <laughs> what kind of a student was she? And she was so sweet. And there were many times where it was just her and I in the dance studio um, because some girls can be mean. And and so I think, you know, it all stems from jealousy. But anyway, yeah, she was just a sweetheart. But oh, I love that. I taught dance there for two years and I really missed performing at that point. And I said, you know what? I, I need to go somewhere where I can perform again. And I always was hesitant to go to Vegas because I thought you had to be tall because you think automatically Vegas showgirl. You think showgirl. Yeah, for sure. Which, which was, there was true in some shows, but not every show, obviously, obviously there's opportunity for everybody. Yeah. I think at a certain point, different types of shows started opening up. Sure. (laughs) And then opened up the opportunities for shorter dancers to come dance in Vegas. So yeah, being a mere five three, you know, it, it was intimidating. However, it, it was something that I was thinking about. So I went on to VegasAuditions.com and I subscribed and I started looking at the auditions that were coming up. And I had visited Vegas and I had friends that were in Show in the Sky of the original Show in the Sky. And um, I was like, you know what? They're having because you joined when they did the 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 new when E Plus took over and they did a new show, right? Exactly. Okay, great. I just wanted to get the timeline correct in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw them auditioning and I said, you know what? I, I think this is a chance that, that I should take and I should, you had to submit your headshot and resume. And then they said, if they wanted you to come to the audition. Yeah. You had to be invited to the audition. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. And I literally submitted on like, I think a Monday and the audition was that Friday. So I submitted and then I received an email saying, we'd love for you to come to the audition. The audition's Friday. So I had to book a flight and then make sure you're available for the callback on Monday. So then I had to book a flight that was after Monday, just in case I got a call back. And then I had to take time off from teaching at the school. And so I took a chance. I booked the flight. I, I managed to stay, be able to stay with some friends when I went out there and I, I fly out there. I get there like literally at midnight, the night before the audition, I'm exhausted. There's a time difference. And so I wake up the next morning and go to this audition. And now I'm 
mentality of New York auditions. So I come with like a sports bra and, you know, like. Totally. Oh, girl, I get it. Yeah. And I had my tan fishnets from cruise ships and I had my Capizio heels from cruise ships. Right, right. But then you walked into these girls, these girls in Vegas wearing showgirl. Like, showgirls. And I was I like, oh. wasted leotards, eyelashes, rhinestones, everything. Yes. Yeah. So intimidated again. And I was like, oh I was one God. of them. Do you remember? You remember seeing me there with my fishnets? No, I'm kidding. No. I totally do. You and your heels. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was intimidated yet again, but I'll never forget. I, I walk in and I'm super early, which I always like to be early for auditions. And I go into the change room and I get changed. And you know, these two, so I'll say their names. Marcy Fox and Sherry Godfrey are, yeah. in, are in the dressing room. And they're the first two that I meet now. Love them to death, but they are huge personalities. So yeah, for those, yeah. the first two people that I meet, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But they were so sweet. And they're like, they're oh, so oh. sweet. Yeah. And of course, Sherry, you know, had spent a lot of time in New York. So we had that connection mm-hmm. and it, it was so great. And I, I'm so grateful for the two of them to sure. be the first two that I met and they were just so welcoming <laughs> and wonderful. But I, w- I was still so nervous. And then I, I did see people that I knew from Royal Caribbean there because I feel like that's that like you come off of ships and you go to Vegas because it's a good, it's a pretty a good smooth thing. transition. Yeah. 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 Um, it it and, makes sense to do it that way for sure. Yeah. So I, I go into the audition and, you know, we dance, we dance, we dance. Um, I don't think they, I can't remember if they made a cut that day, but I do remember like seeing how many people were there in comparison to a New York audition where there's like hundreds of people and the lines are out around the block, around the corner. And then seeing for Vegas, there was a lot of people there, but everyone's like, oh, there, there's like maybe I think like 75 people here. And I was like, 75 people, that's it. And right. I was like, oh my God, there's so many people here. And I was like, Oh, so that's a huge difference. It is different. Yeah, it's totally different. I mean, I think it's, it's, well, I mean, you tell me what you think, but I mean, I think in regards to New York auditions uh, and comparing them to Vegas auditions, of course, they're different for many reasons. But as far as the amount of people, I think, you know, I think people, people come to Vegas to work. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, as opposed to like maybe New York, where there's also a large large number of people who go there who are trying to get break in and get into a show and get in the scene so there's just it's just that many more people and i think sometimes i don't think it's as common for people to say i'm going to move to vegas and try to get a job people move here because they got a job you know what i mean so that so because of that i don't know if i'm being clear but you know what i think you know what i'm trying to say it's like because of that the people that are at the vegas professional auditions there's a smaller amount but they're actually all working professionals in the industry so it's it's still it's still stiff competition but it's it's just you without the extra people you know what i mean well and I, I i do also want to say that it was by invite only so i'm sure well that particular audition was as well yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm sure they weeded out people that they just didn't think were right for the show. But anyway, but does that make sense? Like, did I did I kind yeah, of explain no, that properly? Cool. You know, yeah. and, you know, not knocking one city to the other. I'm just saying, I think the difference is is that you, I think, most professional dancers in Vegas moved to Vegas because of a show. They didn't mm-hmm. move here to try and get in a show. Cool. Does that make well, sense? That's, that's exactly. That's exactly. You hit the nail right on the head with that. Um, but yeah, so I, I did the audition that first day and then 
you know, people started getting emails or phone calls to say, you know, we want you to come back for the call back on Monday. And I was like waiting and waiting, waiting. And then I said, okay, if I get a call back, I need to go and get different outfit to wear. <laughs> You're like, I need, now I know what, what the standard is for the, for, uh, audition attire. Cause that's the thing. People, pe- people who aren't performers, I don't think that that's something that they don't think about, which I, I wouldn't expect them to, but, but it is, there is an art to how you present yourself at specific auditions, yeah. you know, and it, and, and, yeah, it should, at the end of the day, should boil down to how you perform at the audition, but you still want to walk in looking the part, you know what I mean? Well, because when you, when you look the part and, and you, you look good, then you feel good. And you and feel good. Yeah. yeah. better, And you're just going to perform better. So you have a better experience and you put your best foot forward. Sure. And I think that goes with, with, you know, every audition, um, you should always, you know, do your research and find out what type of show it is and kind of dress appropriately. Not saying you have to show up in a, in the, the costume from the show, but just <laughs> if you're going out for Lion King, don't show up in a lion costume. Let but. me tell you something. I <laughs> swear one time, one time I saw that happen. Like I, <laughs> this poor girl. Um, I think it was for, I think it was for Zumanity. Um, it was an audition for Zumanity or, or maybe it was just a general audition for Cirque du Soleil, but I remember the actual audition was being held at the Zumanity Theater. So I'm, maybe that's where that is coming into my head. But anyway, but I remember going to this audition and <laughs> there was this girl that was in my group. Uh, I did not know her. I'd never seen her before. So, and she was young. I mean, she looked like it was probably one of her first auditions. Like she's like an older teenager. And I swear, I don't know what she was thinking, but she was wearing some sort of like animal print unitard and she had like feathers in her hair. And I was like, what did you think you were auditioning? Like she was auditioning to be a character. I don't know what, but like it was, it was, it was interesting to watch. And that was the only time I think I'd ever seen somebody just go so far the wrong direction of interpreting how you should present yourself at an audition. Um. But yeah, so I said to myself, I need to go get a different outfit. And so where did where'd you go shopping? Where, where did you have to go? Where did you go to get this last minute show girl you to get showgirled up? <laughs> well, all also this whole thing with like two bras, like you you get one bra one size bigger, so you just see a little bit of that bra, right? That that layered look, that layered look, right? Do so we still do that? Do girls still do that, or was that like a th- was that just like a trend at the time? I can't remember. I feel like that was a trend at the time. I don't know if it also it offers it offers a little more coverage too. So. Sure, in support, I'm sure, but I'm sure it's yeah. functional as well as stylish. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, obviously, I haven't been to an audition in Vegas in a million years, but. And it could have been just a trend then, but I said to myself, I have to get two bras right. and I need to get like cute, like boy short, like underwear yeah. to wear for this audition. And I have to get rhinestones cause I'm going to rhinestone it and I'm, I'm going to make it look really cute. And so I need to do this. So I got the call back. So I went to target cause I didn't know where else to go in Vegas. And so I said, and I didn't want to spend a ton of money either. Oh, sure. No, of course. Yeah. You know, I could wear these again, I'm sure for something. So I went to Target and I I bought this really cute pink bra and then a black lace bra and black, just plain black, like boy short underwear. And I put like two cute little bows and I rhinestone the bottom. I love it. You made it work, honey. And and I showed up to that audition that day and and I I felt ready. Yeah. And And you booked it. Lo and behold, I booked it. 
I, I had flown home and then they let, or flown back to Florida and then they let me know that I booked yeah. it. I packed up and I finished out the school year because they end school in May and I flew across the country and I love it. The country to Vegas. And yes, I was in the new show in the sky. And it was such a good show. I mean, so pe- for people who don't know, you know, as we mentioned earlier, there was it, this was a major upgrade for this show. You know, it, it had came in with new producers, new choreographer, new cat. I mean, everything was new um, except the name, you know, it was the show in the sky was, you know, unique to the Rio. And um, it was so good. Cause I was working at the Rio at the time when I it opened. Were, yeah. And um, you got it so right. You guys were so good. It was so fun to watch. Um, especially me working there at the time too, not, not in the show, seeing actually watching it every night compared to the previous version of the show. It was so much better. Well, I mean, it was so interesting. I mean, it was at the Rio, right? And they had that stage that, that had the elevator. So you loaded it onto the stage in the basement and then you came up. And so all of a sudden, I mean, the show was, we, we worked Thursday through Sunday and we did six shows. We did three different productions. So we performed each production twice and it was from six until midnight. We did it every hour on the hour and it was about a 10 minute production each. And I mean, it's so funny because these people are sitting at the slot machines and everything. And then all of a sudden this show just starts to happen in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, think, thankfully it's a great, you know, three different, very different um, right. productions and they were all great. And so they much were great. Yeah. But then there was, it looked like a roller coaster track in the ceiling and these big floats came out because before that, you know, and being called the Rio, it was a Mardi Gras theme for the hotel. Right. And the shows that happened before we came in with the new show in the sky, they were Mardi Gras themed. And so you had dancers come out on these floats and they went throughout the whole casino and you were throw, tossing beads to these people. Let me tell you something. <laughs> these grown adults would jump over children to get these two beads. Like, oh my God, it was, it was so crazy. It was, it was crazy. They would. They would go crazy over these beads, these plastic beads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so crazy, but... Again, it was such a fun experience. It's so I fun. love it. Like you said, everyone that that was cast in that show, I mean, just so talented. So talented. Everyone was so nice, and and we we had a blast. We definitely did. But I was I was in that show for a year, and and during that year is when Peep Show opened and came to town. So let's talk about Peep Show. So first, I have to say again, um, <laughs> one of I know I've told you this privately before, but honestly, I just loved that show. I loved that show so much. I remember being excited when it was coming. Uh, I saw it, it over, I'm sure I saw it over 10 times while it was, you know, open. And, um, and it was just one of my favorites and obviously just such, again, such talented cast. I wish it was still here. I love it. Um, but you got to work with Jerry Mitchell and Nick Kinkle on that show. So tell me about that. Oh my gosh. They're both so talented and such genuinely loving and caring individuals, um, which makes them like all the more uh, desirable to want to work with because they're just so nice. And I mean, the experiences that that have come from working with them at Peep Show, I am forever grateful to both of them. But more importantly, obviously grateful for their friendship and their relationship that I have with them but um yeah they're just they're both so special like yeah. there's 
there's like so many words I could use to describe both of them, but the two of them together are definitely a, a force. Like they, the two of them work so well together and to witness the, the genius that happens when like the three of us have been in a dance studio, just kind sure. of messing around with choreography, workshopping, anything. Yeah. Production. Yeah. It's just, it's such a treat, like just to witness the two of them. And then they're both like, so did you get that? And I'm like, yep, got that. Right. And then, you know, I have well, to, you are, you are great at that. You pick up choreography very quickly and efficiently. I love it. I, you, you really do. I, I, we've worked together before, so I, right. I know how great you are. <laughs> I have to say that is a strength of mine. Um, picking up and retaining a large yes. amount of choreography in a very short amount of time. And I think that's one of the things, or I hope that's, I've been told that's one of the things that they enjoy about working with me is that they, I, that I'm reliable, that they can count sure. on to know. I mean, even Nick in one of his last Instagram class, live classes that he did, he, he did choreography from Peep Show. And he was saying, he's like, Paula, what count is that on? I'm sure. I I'm love sure. it. <laughs> and here we are. You know, I think it's been now seven years, almost eight years since Peep Show closed. And I still, that choreography is still. Honey, my- and you kill that choreography. I, if, <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen it, I posted it on my Instagram story last <laughs> night and I'll do it again. Um, and like, you know, so it stays up there longer. So you guys can see her and Nick do this choreography together and not even together. I mean, they, they, it's a split screen. They're in two different places doing it. And it's just. <laughs> COVID choreography. Amazing. <laughs> so wait, well, let's go back wait, really quick. So why don't you, just because it's all going to feed in anyway. So let's, um, can you tell us about um, how, you know, knowing that Peep Show kind of came from all the years of Jerry doing Broadway Bears. Can we just, can you kind of just, in, in case there's people who listening who don't know, give us an overview of Broadway Bears, because you're very involved in that as well. And then and then how we started, how Peep Show started, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> so Broadway Bears was started by Jerry Mitchell actually 30 years ago. This year was the 30th anniversary. Um, and it was him and I think it's six other dancers. And it, it was back when AIDS was, wasn't the thing. And he had so many close friends pass away from this from AIDS and um he said what can we do you know I mean and as performers do we make the most money no not all the time but what we can do and what we are so willing to do is give our time and talents to be able to help raise money to help other people and that's exactly what they did and it was so well received at Splash that that they decided to do another show. Flash was a, a nightclub in Manhattan, <laughs> for people who don't know. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are performers, but there are, I do know I have, I have a, a large growing number that aren't. So I want to make sure I'm clear when we're telling this story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so they decided, so they did another show and they ended up raising, I think it was like around $7,000 that night. And, and from then on, it just grew. And it just kept growing. Yeah. And now it's such a huge production. Obviously, this year they had to do something different, which was still amazing. They did called Zoom In and they aired it live on uh, YouTube so that for the first time, everyone could see what Broadway Bears was as opposed to purchasing tickets as your donation to go see this 
show that only happened one night a year. And they, they would do a show at nine o'clock and one at midnight. But it's grown so much that in years last year, they've raised over a million dollars. I love it. I love it. This year, even with everything that was going on, we still raised $967,816. Oh my God. I love it. Like, that, you guys, I mean, oh, that's amazing. It's just, it's what we do together truly makes a difference. And sure. well, so for those that don't know, Broadway Bears is a show now that incorporates Broadway performers as well as, as performers within New York City. Um, obviously, there's criteria that you have to fit to be able to be in the show because they can only have a certain amount of performers be in the show. But there's still ways to be part of Broadway Bears and fundraise on your own through Stripathon page. Um, but anyway... So it's, it's all these Broadway performers that you get to see in one show that you would normally have to see in all these different shows all together on the stage. And there's a strip tease to each number. And so- Which is always fun. <laughs> a lot of people think, oh, Broadway bears, like teddy bears. And it's like- right. you know, like, No, it's B-A-R-E-S. You're in your skin. Uh, <laughs> I love show, it. Showing, showing a little bit uh, to raise money for those who need it. And and Broadway Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS now helps so many more people, um, not just people with AIDS and HIV, and they, they help others. And like definitely now that they're, they're helping so many people at this current time, that's just, it's unbelievable. And it's overwhelming too with, with how generous people can be. It's such a hard time right now. And I'm always happy to support that cause. It's such a good, obviously good cause, but you guys are all, everybody that's involved with that show. I mean, I was grateful to be involved when we did in Vegas a couple of times. Um, but everybody, all the, the, the amount of people that donate their time and talent is so touching and impressive. And then also then when you see the amount of people and the amount of monetary benefits of donors as well matched with that i mean it's just one big reciprocal bundle of just love and and i it's just it's a really it's just one of those things that you know i look forward to every year through uh, all these years of broadway bears jerry mitchell decided like he wanted to to create peep show which was he took different parts of the broadway bears that he had done prior to i think it was like 2005 um, 2006, and he put together Peep Show, and it, it was a striptease. Um, and he brought it to Vegas because what better place to bring a striptease show but Vegas? And and that's around Little Bo Peep, meaning Peep Show. Like I mean, it, there was a lot of double entendres, which were brilliant. You know what I mean? Um, it was all nursery rhymes, and it was about Little Bo Peep who was looking for love. And through each different nursery rhyme that she went through she gained confidence in herself and in the end she ended up finding love and the the finale was a celebration of Bo Peep finding love and it was just such a fun show it was so classy and I mean you know you've seen it probably several times. Girl, you know, I saw it a million times and I, I love that show and you were fabulous in it. I mean, and it was, I mean, and everybody was, I remember, I mean, that show too, it was just like, I wished, I always wished that there would have been a spot for me to be able to, to be in the show. Like, but I mean, there was no, there weren't really male dancers in that show except for like the one 
big bad wolf track you know um but like i remember always thinking like i could do that choreography <laughs> i mean that that choreography mean, it was such a it was so good oh it was so good it was just non-stop from beginning to end like just the choreography was no joke and i mean i had never been in the best shape of my life like i i was so in shape when i was at peep show because that show just it, and you were the dance captain I was, and I I was teaching the show to, to so many new people. We had such a huge turnover because at the beginning, most of the dancers came from New York because it was an equity show. Right. And from when I was 19 years old, I wanted my equity card, which is a huge thing um, when you're a performer in New York, is wanting that equity card so you can go to those auditions because uh, very quickly, for those of you that don't know, when equity actors equity is is the union for performers and stage managers and all the broadway shows are union and to go to these auditions you have to be union they there is a chance that they will see non-union but you go there you have to sign up on a list and then you have to sit around and wait and sometimes they say depends on how much time they have how many people they've seen um if they will see non-equity and and if Sometimes they do. And sometimes you sit around all day and they don't. And I've, I've been that dancer that shows up, I'm ready. And you put your name on that list and you wait around all day. And I've been told, Oh, sorry, we're not going to see non-equity. And I've been pulled into the room and it's been a great experience. But from when I was 19, I wanted that equity card. It meant so much to me to be in New York and have that card. And finally peep show was, was my way to get that. I that love it. And so that show was so much more for me than just a gig and a paycheck. Like the storyline in itself at that time was my life as well. Um, I'll just quickly say, you know, I was married at the time when I moved to Vegas and I was divorced while I was in peep show. And I was at a point where I just didn't think I was going to find love again. And I just thought, Oh, I'll be alone for the rest of my life. And, and I actually got to go on for the lead Holly Madison was out one night and I was the understudy and I got to go on as little Bo Peep. Yeah. And I just felt like, Oh my God, th- this is my life right now. Like this is me. And I I'm going to live in this moment one, because I'm the lead of the show. And two, because this means so much to me because I'm going through this in my life and I'm going to find love again and it's going to be great. And you know what I did and you know who introduced me to Jerry and Nick. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, so, tell I mean, me, how did you meet your current fabulous husband? So my current fabulous husband was the associate production manager for Broadway cares. Okay. Um, I had flown to New York to be part of Broadway bears, New York, because again, I, organized and started Broadway Bears in Las Vegas. Right. You did. Yep. Uh, and I had no, I had never been to New York Broadway Bears. And I said, you know, I was doing all these things. I did as much research as I could. I had as much help as I could, but I'm like, I need to see how they do it in New York. And so I flew out for the week and I, I stayed with Nick Kinkle cause he was directing the show at the time. And I, I just shadowed him and I saw how they did everything. And so it was the last year that they were at Roseland Ballroom. And because now it's at, well, it has been at Hammerstein up until this past year, but um, it was the last year at Roseland Ballroom and we had gotten to the venue. Um, They were loading in and the aerialists 
come from Vegas. Right. And they, they were setting up for their rehearsal. So they all walked in and I had seen them. I went over to say hello to them. And then I came to sit back down and this guy comes walking, pushing this heavy road case in front of I'm sitting center. Jerry was on my right. Nick was on my left. And Jerry's like nudging me and he's nodding his head in the direction of this guy pushing this road case. Right, right, right. And he's like, Paula, Paula. And I'm like, what? And he keeps nudging me and he's going, Paula. And I said, what? He said, see that guy over there? His name is Chris. He works at Broadway Cares. And when you got up, he came over to me and said, Jerry, who is that girl? She's beautiful. And I told him that's Paula. She's our dance captain from Vegas and you should ask her out. And I was like, you said, all right, Jerry Mitchell, the Tony award-winning now matchmaker. (laughs) He was like, I told him you should ask you out. I was like, what? And so then after that, you know, uh, Chris and I had a little conversation and then throughout the rest of the weekend, you know, we found moments to talk and we exchanged numbers, but then I went back to Vegas. Right. Right. And then I was back in Vegas. And then sadly we found out shortly after I had returned that peep show was closing that September, this was in June and on in September we were closing the show. So I knew I was moving back home to New York. And so Chris and I started talking again when I moved back. And then it wasn't until that following February that we were really like really started dating. And, um, and then we dated for about three and a half years and then we got engaged and we got married three years ago and we just had a beautiful little girl. Uh, today is actually 18 months. So she's Oh my gosh. I love it. And we bought a house up in Westchester um, last year in September. So we've been in our house for about a year now. And, you know, my whole life turned around because of Peep Show and Jerry Mitchell. And I love it. I know. I, and I, I get it. it. I mean, it is. Everything happened. It felt like started to fall into place once you joined that cast, you know, Um <laughs> Which I love. I love when 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 we can look back at stories like that and, and recognize the synchronicities and recognize those moments, you know? So now since we're already there, so now let's talk about a little bit. I I it's I can only imagine, and I say that because I will never actually do it. I'm gonna just continue imagining. <laughs> like I, I, I um, you know, being a parent and also juggling the life of a performer i mean it be i'm sure you know be, parenting has challenges on any person in, in any industry you work in but it's unique to performing like i'm sure there were a lot of things that you had to really try and adjust or figure out or plan around being pregnant and still trying to be a dancer give me some insight here on how that all went down well luckily enough during my time at Peep Show, there were quite a few um, ladies in the cast that were already moms or had become pregnant during their time at Peep Show and came back. They bounced back and they came back to dancing. And that is one of the things as dancers, we are so in tune with our bodies. Um, you know, we're always body conscious and making sure we're in tip top shape. And um, I mean, we have to be for what we do, but also as a dancer, we're so conscious of that, sometimes a little too conscious of it, that the thought of seeing your body go through this change is scary. And not knowing, you know, how long into my pregnancy can I continue dancing that's going to be 
okay and safe for me and for the baby. Um, and is the, the producers are going to be okay with me, you know, how long are they going to let me perform for until they say, okay, you're showing a little too much. It's time. Like, I mean, if, if you had a, uh, an office job, you could probably work up until the week before you give birth. But as a dancer, we don't have that luxury. And so trying to find the right time to, to think about starting to get pregnant and the process and, you know, just that, that thought is, is scary trying to figure that out. You, you just, when is the right time? Who knows? And with our, with being a performer and an entertainer, your life is just so up and down and you just never know, you know, sometimes jobs come, sometimes they don't, and you just never know when the right time is going to be. And I was doing halftime uh, at paper mill theater in New Jersey. And I was having the conversation with my husband and, you know, I wasn't getting any younger. And, and so we were thinking about it and we were talking about it. And I said, okay, here's the thing. I said, Broadway is like it for me. Like I, I need to check that off my list. And then, then I'll be okay to be able to say, you know what, I, I can hang up my dancing shoes. I'm, I'm ready to just be a mom. Even though there are plenty of performers that are moms that are still doing their thing. And I, and I know that I still want to as well. But at that time, thinking about it, I said, if this show transfers to Broadway, then we're going to have to wait. But if this show doesn't transfer to Broadway right away, then we can start trying. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it was a tough decision, but I knew I wanted to be a mom. That was not even the question. It was just when. And so we started trying shortly after we ended our run of halftime at Paper Mill. And I had booked a movie with Nick Kinkle. And not Isn't it no romantic? Yes. Isn't yes. it romantic? Loved it. Loved it. And I did not know it, but I was two weeks pregnant when we were filming. And I stop had, it. Oh my God, I love it. So of course, we go see it in the theaters. And my husband's like, My daughter's in a movie. She's in your belly, but she's in her first movie. I said, What about me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Wait a minute. She, she's getting credit, and I, I'm the one. <laughs> but, anyway, it's there. Cute. It was very cute. That's cute. Oh my no, yeah, you were yeah, you looked great in that. That what you were wearing that really cute blue dress in that in that movie. Yeah, I remember. Yes. Um, but you know what it, was the number you guys did? What was the song you guys did at the end for the credits? What was that song that you danced to? Uh uh Madonna song. It was was it was it Material Girl? No. Or was it it was Madonna? Express yourself. Express yourself. Okay. <laughs> I was like singing it in my head. I'm like, wait. You're, no, I saw your face. Like you were actually going, you were counting. You were going through the steps in your head. Yeah. Um, she can remember the choreography, but she can't remember the music. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um, but yeah, so I was two weeks pregnant. I had no idea. And going through the pregnancy as a performer, as a dancer, I I was so like, so worried about this transformation. I, I mean, it was the first time I ever had a belly and it was the first time I saw numbers on a scale that I have never seen before. And I knew it was for something beautiful and amazing, but the dancer part of me was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is not okay. Like my body 
shouldn't be doing this. Like I, I've never had this before. And it's, and I'm sure, and I actually do know because there are other dancer friends that I, you know, had been talking to that were pregnant around the same time or shortly after or shortly before that we all had this conversation. And it's, it's something that I feel like dancers that maybe are thinking about getting pregnant or maybe are still young, but are, have thought about that. Like, what about when I want to have a baby or want to get pregnant? Just do it. The time is never going to be right. You just have to do it. You have to live your life and, and everything will fall into place when it's supposed to. And maybe, you know, during this pandemic, it, was wonderful. Like she definitely kept us, my 18 month old kept us entertained. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but now I've been using this time to help get my body back into dancer shape and be ready for when auditions do start up again. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Right back into it. Um, but well, you I, look fabulous. I mean, well, you're like I said, you've you've accomplished it. I don't, you know, I was because right. I was going to ask. I was like, well, how long did it take you to get your your body back? And you're sitting here saying that you're still working on it. And I'm like, no, you you're there. Like, you're there. You have to remember, like, it takes your body nine months to get mm. to where it was. It's going to sure. take that time to get back to where it was before you were pregnant. So, yeah, that's logical. You, know? <laughs> you have to be patient with yourself. And so I, I, I had to be patient. I mean, trust me, there were very tough days where I was just like, my body's not the way it used to be, you know, but I look at her and I'm like, you know what? It was all worth it. It was worth it. I love it. Well, I didn't have a baby and I'm still trying to lose weight. Oh. So I mean, <laughs> so I feel I, I'm just going to, I'm going to pretend like we're in the same boat. <laughs> no, we're not. But to piggyback onto that, you know, I, I started thinking about a transition um, from being a dancer to yes. what is going to be the next thing for me. And although I am not ready to hang up the dancing shoes, I wanted to be prepared for sure. when the transition needs to come a hundred percent. So when I was, when peep show closed, I made a decision that wedding and event planning was something that I thought that, or I felt I would enjoy and love doing. And I always want to be doing something that I love. I never want to be stuck in a job that I hate going to work or I dread. I mean, you're always going to have a day here or there off day, but to wake up every day and say, Oh, I don't want to go to work. I hate work. I hate my job. I hate this. Like, I just never want to do that. And so I knew wedding and event planning would be something I would enjoy. And this is something that I feel right now could be helpful to so many performers going through the actors fund is such a yes huge. they have a and they have a grant program too yes. for is that or is that the that's it's a different i'm thinking of career transition for dancers that's well, a, that is part of the actors it's part of it okay great exactly mm -hmm. what i did i went through career transition for dancers um there there's obviously a process to be able to apply for the grant and be able to get the grant but they do have different tiers of programs whether it's being you know you want to go back to school for something or you're starting your own business so you definitely go to the actorsfund.org and check it out but they're they're such a helpful tool right now for anything for health and um you know housing anything um so if you're a performer and you're in need of anything of anything no and she's not kidding you guys they're in no joke. They really have 
uh, what feels like unlimited resources, you know, <laughs> available to you. I remember, I remember utilizing some uh, assistance from them as well at, when I lived in New York at one point and they were lovely. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so no, They're so helpful. So I went through them for, um, for a grant to take an online course to get certified in wedding and event planning. And it was such a helpful tool and I got certified. And so I said, okay, you know, I'll start it when I'm ready, but at least I know I'm certified. And I went through the, all, all the steps that I need to, to be able to be successful. And then, um, while I was right before we started our run for halftime, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just set up an Instagram account and Facebook account just to start generating some interest posts and everything. And I was teaching pure bar at the time in Greenwich, Connecticut, which is another passion. I love pure bar. It's so great. And that's, I did pure bar throughout my entire pregnancy. I taught and took class. And I think that's what helped me stay in such great shape. Sure. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Safe to come back to um, post natal. Um, but anyway, I was teaching pure bar at the time. And, and so I had a lot of pure bar clients that followed my personal Instagram page, but I was, you know, kind of promoting my, the best day ever events page on my personal Instagram page. And one of my pure bar clients saw it and she reached out to me and she was like, I don't know where you're at in your business, but I I'm, I'm just starting a new position on my job. We're also looking into buying a house and planning a wedding. I'm like, Oh my God, she's got so much going on. So she said, you know, I'd love to meet with you and, and kind of see if, if you can help me because your, your posts are making me think I need a day of coordinator. And a lot of my friends hired a day of coordinator and said it was so helpful. So I'm thinking I need one. So I, it kind of forced me to get things started a little bit sooner than I had initially. Sure. But, but how exciting is that? uh, Okay, let's do this. So I got my, that new year's my new year's resolution was to start working on my website. Well, got it. My packages up on there. I came up with my pricing and everything. And, uh, so I met with her and she ended up hiring me. So her, her wedding was that August we met in like March and then we started halftime May and went into like the the beginning of July. And then her wedding was that August. And so I had my first wedding booked and I was like, I love it. And while I was at halftime, you know, still posting and things like that, one of the girls, Tracy J. Edwards, that was in halftime with me, who was also in Peep Show with me, she was getting married in September. Yeah, and Tracy, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, she was like, oh my God, I need you, I need you. So she hired me. So then like things just started happening and I started my wedding and event planning business. Okay, so yeah, actually let's talk about the actual uh, details of, of the company. So explain to me what exactly, what services you you offer. Okay, so it 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 has been known as day of coordination, but because it is more than just the day of, it's actually now transitioning into wedding management. So oh, I see. Okay, we're wedding day managers. We're managing your wedding day, and so opposed to a full service planner who a couple would hire, this planner would go to their appointments with them to book all their vendors and help them along the way with all of the planning process. Um, I focus on the day of. So it allows the couples to plan their wedding, do their DIYs if they want. Um, I am there to offer advice along the way. I'm there to offer an opinion. If they want me to look over a vendor contract, I am more than happy to do so. Um, But we really start to work together four to six weeks before the wedding. I see. And 
because by that time they have most, if not all of the details ironed out. And sure, so sure. I come in and I ask them a whole bunch of questions. And sometimes it's things that they- You're the stage have. manager of their show. I mean- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's putting on a show. And it and that's why it parallels so much with being- a With your production background, of course. And, and so that's another reason why I was like, this is a perfect fit. And so I'm exactly that. I'm the production manager for their wedding. I make sure everything happens on time. I make sure that the vendors are calling me if there's a problem or- Right, have- like you diffuse any potential situation right. before it even gets to the couple, happy couple. Exactly. You know? Or their I, family. I, anyway, like you those fires before they even knew there was a fire. I love it. And you were, I can, I know you're really good at that. So <laughs> <laughs> I would trust you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon, but I would trust you to, to be my wedding coordinator <laughs> or, or manager. Well, it does happen when you least expect it and when you're not looking. I will say well, that. apparently, I mean, well, no, I just need to be sitting in between Jerry Mitchell and, and, and Nick Kinkle and, yeah, the, and cool. they can set me up with somebody, you know. <laughs> or, or, I mean, you just have to do or be part of Broadway Bears and, and you might find love there. You know? Okay. <laughs> never know. But maybe yeah. maybe next year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm into my third year now of having the best day ever events. And obviously- I love it was a little bit different where many of my clients had to reschedule and postpone for next year. But I do have some weddings that, you know, obviously had to make some changes and uh, cut their guest list, but they still wanted to go ahead and get married on the day that they had originally planned. And and it's been great. I love it. So now, okay. Um, So, all right. Just to recap here, because <laughs> you, you've you got so many amazing things going on, which is why I've, I've actually lovingly titled your your episode, This Girl's on Fire. <laughs> just just unstoppable, fabulous force that you are. Um, okay, we've got uh, production background. We've got, we've done cruise ships. We've done Las Vegas. We've done equity shows. We've done Broadway. We've done feature films. We've uh, now also have a successful wedding management company. What possessed you to say that's not enough? I need a second company because <laughs> now you have another company that you uh, co-own with your husband. Yeah, so tell um, me about that. So that started just during this COVID nineteen. Um, you know, he's a Broadway stagehand. So obviously Broadway shut down. He was working on the Princess Diana musical. Oh, okay. They didn't even get to open yet. They did, I think it was three previews and then everything. And then this all happened. Yeah. Um, And so we were home and we were just trying to figure out how, how we could bring joy to other people during this crazy time. And a friend of mine has a balloon company on Long Island and she was posting how she was like going to people's lawns and just sticking balloons like either on the mailbox or on the front lawn or on the front porch and I was just like this is so cool and she told me she's like you need to do this where you live she said it's been so great and so people were having to cancel birthday parties and things and what became very popular were these uh car parades oh yeah like kind of yeah a parade or a drive-by celebratory drive-by, something yeah bridal baby shower whatever people you know were doing where the the 
guest of honor was standing on the front lawn and all the cars drove by, honked their horns, maybe dropped a gift or something. And my sister was actually doing it for my nephew on Long Island for his birthday. And I asked this woman, I said, can you go to their house? Cause we couldn't get there. And we, I said, can you go to their house and just put a ton of balloons on the lawn? Sure. And did. And my nephew's face just lit up. Oh, I, I love that. I said to my husband, we need to do this here. And so I created a post and just posted it on all the moms group and neighborhood groups in our area on Facebook. And the orders just started coming in. Now we have no background in balloons, but my husband being a Broadway stagehand, sure. a prop man, he like took to it right away. He figured it out. He's like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to get this. We ordered things on Amazon. We spoke to my friend on Long Island. Um, her name is Annie. She's balloons by Annie on Long Island. Oh, okay. And she told she showed us the ropes. She spent an hour and a half with us and, and, and really helped us get set up for success. And we were doing like five orders a day, going to people's houses, putting balloons on their lawns for, you know, their, their daughter's 16th birthday or graduation. Or graduation. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. 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 We were doing graduations. And then our PTA, our school PTA found out about us and they contacted us and they were doing a second, a fifth and an eighth grade moving up ceremony at their schools. So we did the balloons for all those. And it, it just, it was like to see these kids, kids faces or even adults for their birthdays like it just it warmed my heart and that's why that's really why we started it um obviously now that things have opened things have slowed down for us now that people can get their own balloons at like party city whatever i mean we still we have repeat customers people who you know call us that have ordered from us before but it's just been something fun that that i love it and it's called let's flamingo I love it. It's so cute. We have a thing for flamingos. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of like the fake ones in our backyard. and (laughs) The pink, like pink plastic flamingos. I love it. I love it. And uh, we have like LED ones and things. Stop it. You have like, like you have little, like you have glow in the glowing ones. Like a glass globe and we have them in our, in our garden in the back. And I love it. They light up at night. So yeah. So we were like, how can we incorporate the flamingo into our, into our little name here? And so we came up with let's flamingo balloons. Well, I love it. I mean, I think it's adorable and I think, you know, it definitely, it's, it's you, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, honestly, bravo to you. And it's just, um, it's so, it's so nice to see you doing so well. And I mean, it just, you're just such a good person and you're such a hard worker and you're just, I think, I just think the world of you. So it's really, really nice to see you doing so well and thriving in not just one, but, um, three different businesses. (laughs) Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, do you remember? I mean, I love and I always loved working with you. You know, we you remember you were so you were so generous through your time. I actually was going through some old photos last night in anticipation for this interview. And um I came across some old footage of remember when we were we were filming my choreography reel. Yes, I do remember that. I, it. I was so honored that you asked me too. Oh my gosh. I, I please. I mean, it was I mean, the feeling was definitely mutual. I was I was just again, and I mean, it was funny. I was thinking about it last night and I was just like, you know, cause it's been so many years now looking back and I was like, oh my gosh, I, we were all just dance. Like we were just doing anything we could to, to work and dance and, and create beautiful work and, and, and whatnot. And it wasn't back then, it wasn't necessarily about creating co- quote unquote content to put online. It was just, cause that's what everyone does now, which it's just, you know, what they do now, but we were just, 
any excuse to dance and any excuse <laughs> to be doing anything. I just remember being honored that you guys were all so generous with your time. You know, wasn't at a, I wasn't in a position at that time where I could pay you guys for your time, but nobody even expected it. And I just remember you guys, we had so much fun doing it. We learned like two or three combos and then we filmed it. So, we, so it was still like a two or three day commitment because we could learn it. And then like, I had to teach it to you and then we had to rehearse it and then film it. You know what I mean? Well, I think, you know, when you, when you see your friends that have potential to really excel in in something like, of course we're all dancers and we love performing, but some of us really have a passion and a knack for choreography or directing or you know even costuming a number like that. That's not easy for everyone to do. Totally, and your choreography is is just so amazing that you. That like we, I think all of us saw that if we could help you get to that next level, then why not? You Thank know? you. It's fun for us because it was like free dance class for us <laughs> and, and learning something new and different from when you're in a show, you're doing the same choreography night after night after night. It's fun to learn something new and different. And so I, I feel like dancers are more than willing to help each other. Sure. Um, you know, especially when it, it's like a win-win for everybody, you know, we yeah. got some fun choreography, you got a choreography reel out of it and, and jobs from it. And so, you know, it was a win-win for everybody. Oh, you're so sweet. No. And it was, and I had, I had so much fun with, with you girls. It was you and Sherry, um, Godfrey oh, that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, oh, oh gosh. I don't, is she, does she have a different last name now or is Col- it? No, but what well, I can't hear you. So I say it again. Uh, Colby Lemo. Yeah, Colby. No, but in, but Sherry is Sherry's last name still oh, Godfrey. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't. I can't keep track of you girls. That like when you guys get married and you change your names. No. I don't think she changed that. So no, I had the best time with you girls. I mean, it was you and Sherry and Colby and Paige. Yeah. I mean, come on, like you four are just stunning dancers. And I mean, I was just, I still look back at that and I'm honored that you guys, you know, donated your time and talent for that. And I think we had some really good, a good end product too. I, I would agree. <laughs> I think no one actually knew it. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're right. It was, it was right after that, that I booked my first choreography job in a show on the strip. It was the Tropicana show. It was the Dirk Arthur show. And I got it after submitting that reel. See? So. So there we go. No. <laughs> um, that was fun. But I remember too, even when we were doing that, you were so, you were so amazing. You were, you were, you were, you were always the first one there. And you were, <laughs> you were, you know, always on time or early. You remembered all the choreography. And I remember we were, la- I was just kind of laughing about this earlier when you mentioned uh, that layered bra look. I remember just even like the day where I was like, girls, can you guys just bring in like, things that you already have in your closet because, you know, we were definitely doing this on a shoestring budget, you know, you know, it's like, and we can figure out what you guys already have in your closet that will be cohesive for you all to wear and to look together. And I remember you bringing in all your, not all of them, but I remember you bringing in like a a wide variety of like rhinestone bras, you know what I mean? what you did <laughs> no i know and you and you were so funny you're like i just ran some this one last night and i did and i, <laughs> I ran some this one today <laughs> you know i always said it'd be i mean not that it's funny but if if someone wanted to break into like a las vegas performer's home and they go into any one of their drawers they're going to be in for a, a, a huge <laughs> <laughs> 
rhinestone bras and bras Honey. and lingerie. They're, listen, I mean, I yeah, I mean, they would have hit the jackpot. No, <laughs> it's funny. No, I know. Listen, I mean, even me. I mean, I don't have I don't have um, bras or anything, but you know, I've got lots of other rhinestone things in my in my closet. I'm sure if somebody broke into my closet, they would not be a hundred percent confident it was a man a man's closet. <laughs> But it's not a gay closet either. It's just a Vegas closet. No. <laughs> Vegas performance. I love it. Well, listen, I love it. And again, I just, I think the world of you, I mean, I love watching you work. I love watching you dance. Um, such a, you have such a powerful presence on stage. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could sit here all day and keep complimenting you. <laughs> I just honestly um, am honored that you took the time today. And I just... I love that you are such an example to, you know, especially the younger dancers that you can do more than one thing simultaneously and you can be successful at more than one thing simultaneously. And the the actual truth of it is that you actually kind of have to be nowadays, you know, you it's, you know, I think, yes, it's great if you love dance and, and you should, but you should also allow yourself to be open to doing other things because I think as artists, I mean, we're naturally um, multi-talented <laughs> you know what I mean in a way we really are we we're and we're also good at you know trying to kind of make something out of nothing and mm-hmm. I think that comes from probably a lot of years of personal struggle because it's not easy to make an income being an artist you know so you find ways to make it work and you are definitely a great example of that you have continually made things work you've started in um, sustained successful businesses that are also outside of the realm of production, but co you know, are cohesive with your experience there, which is, I think is brilliant. I think that's the way to do it. Um, and I just wanted to give you that compliment. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it, it means the world coming from you because I think the world of you too. And I, I definitely, I miss you so much. I hope you know that. Thank you. No, I know. I miss you too. So we gotta, when we get through this, um, pandemic we gotta and we can travel a little bit more responsibly and freely i gotta i gotta make a trip out to new york um because i'm due for a visit there anyway (laughs) i know you have a place to stay oh you're so sweet well listen thank you so much i will definitely um post all of the contact information for your two companies um in the description of the episode um but really quick, just also, just so we have it here, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you if they're looking for a wedding manager or for some fabulous balloons? Uh, for the Best Day Ever events for wedding day management, you can find me at thebestdayeverevents.com or on Instagram, thebestdayeverevents by Paula. Yes, Paula. <laughs> if you are in need of some balloons, you can find us on Instagram at Let's flamingle balloons. It just makes me smile. The name of it just makes me smile. I, it's so cute. It's so cute. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I love you. I adore you. And I just can't wait to see you in person one of these days. <laughs> I love you too. Thank All you right, so babe. Much for me. Of course. Oh my God. Anytime. And if you like what you heard, give us some love and hit that subscribe button. I hope you have a great weekend. Bye, girls. Bye, girl. (laughs) 